in the grand scheme of things, I think I was maybe jobless, I don't know, four weeks, which, listen, from a financial perspective is a win. Um, From a mental perspective, I think I went too hard too soon. put a little context out there in the universe for this conversation. You are a very special person to me and as a guest on this show as we approach my one-year anniversary of getting shit-canned because, of course, we share the same anniversary. So um, happy anniversary. Thank you so much, except I do believe I have 15 minutes up on you. (laughs) Yes, yes. uh, You got a little bit of a head start. Maggie and I got laid off in back-to-back one-on-ones just about a year ago. Afterwards, we shared some tears and frustration, but also laughter and relief, though outside of sharing a shit anniversary and a week's worth of day drinking, our subsequent journeys did not have much else in common. The weird thing about being laid off is sometimes I think you can sense that it's coming. You know, there had sort of been like inklings of my own experience that said like maybe the ship is turning a different direction and I am no longer on it. I think as is always the case with being laid off, any situation like that where you lose the control, you know, for the most part, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, this is the message you're delivered. There's really nothing you can do about it. The reason that it's a mixed bag of emotions is because, you know, you go through hard times with a business and you have wins and you have very high highs and then you have very high lows. This is a horrible analogy, but it's the best thing I can kind of attribute it to is when you're dating someone and you know the relationship is not going anywhere and you keep going back and forth in your mind and ultimately you know like the right thing to do is break it off. And the the morning you realize you're going to break it off, the person breaks up with you. And so like, yeah, you're relieved that sort of like the separation has come about and it was probably time, but also you want to be the one to break it off. Um, and so I, I think it's tough when it probably was the right thing, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I, I really enjoy control um, and and not having any is tough. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. Okay. Actually, we shared this too. I felt this exact analogy. Even though I knew that financially it was better if the company broke up with me, I imagine there would have been something very satisfying if I'd been the one to initiate it. But for Maggie, she actually had broken up with them. So like any job, this one had a lot of highs and lows. And for someone like Maggie, who cares very deeply about their work and their team, those lows, they could lead to a lot of frustration. But then she got pregnant, had a baby, and with the support of her manager, she really checked out and left that work world behind for several months while she focused on her family. She came back with a new perspective, and dare I say, optimism, that unfortunately didn't last. The first meeting that I had coming back from maternity leave was about some of the material that I had been frustrated with the the last day before I went out. And it was sort of like this full circle moment of like, look, I consider myself a very self-aware person. I, I pride myself on that quality. So in any circumstance, I like to say, okay, how much of this is the other side and how much of it is me? And 
I kind of did this like self slash environmental assessment. And I was like, I just don't think that this is serving anyone anymore for me to be here. And um, I I started looking for a new role as, by the way, P.S., I believe anyone should do whether you are happy or you're not in a good place at your job. I, I mean that to say, like, it's always just good to be having conversations and networking. Um, and so I just I like lightly started doing that to give myself sort of something perhaps to look for down the line. And um, sure enough, I found a company that I really liked. Um, and I, uh, long story short, I ended up getting a job with them and I was excited about it. And I resigned in my current role. I, I was very much met with from a leadership level. Um, you know, we cannot do this without you. This thing that we're building can't get done without you. Like, what do you need to stay? What does that look like? We want you to be happy here. There's so much good to come. I think the analogy that was made was the rocket ship is taking off and you're getting off at the wrong time. Like really uh, this sense of like that I was actually important there. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say like I found it very flattering. Um, maybe I needed that in like much smaller bits along the way. And it finally came to me. Um, and I, I basically was convinced to stay and I just decided like, if I'm going to stay, then I'm going to have to put my past frustrations behind me and kind of like wipe the slate clean and start over. So she stayed. She renewed that sense of optimism against maybe her better judgment, but nonetheless, putting her effort into her role and showing up for her team and for the business. It got very weird, probably right around January or so. Uh, and that's when, as I mentioned, like I started, I don't know, feeling like I was being left out of conversations and the tides were turning a little bit. And sure enough, uh, probably not five months after I was begged to stay, I was told that I was redundant. And that is, it's still with me. Let's put it that way. Whether it's personal or not, it's personal to us because I think we have a high bar for our work. And when you don't get to be the one to make the decision, when somebody makes it for you, when you hear things like the word you're redundant after you've spent years building something, that like that really hurts. And I and I I say hurt, it's a very like loaded kind of hurt. Looking back on it though, I think it's a really good lesson, which is when you get to a point where you decide, like, for whatever reasons, it's time to find a new place for yourself, like, that needs to be the loudest thing in your mind and in your gut. Listen to that message. That is very powerful because, you know, more money to get you to stay, more responsibility, the promise of X, Y, and Z is no doubt very compelling. And I'm sure that for some people it works out, but I think when you really get to that place where you know it's time to go, the promise of all of that stuff is just a Band-Aid, and eventually the Band-Aid gets wet and it falls off. So she found herself shit-canned, but not without prospects. Because as she mentioned, she had an always-on networking philosophy, and that meant regardless of how she felt about her position, she was always meeting new people to learn about new opportunities. Interestingly, I had sort of just been like poking around with this company for a bit prior to being laid off. Just talking to them, seeing where things were going, at least for me, I was so uncomfortable with the concept of like not having a full-time job 
that I think it sort of catapulted me into uh, my next role, which incidentally is where I am now. And I, I'm actually very happy to be here. Um, but I did, I moved into another role right away. I could have really used much more of a breather. And I think that would have served me well going into my current role to feel like I had more confidence and more time under my belt to have a processed and synthesized kind of like all these emotions that come up when you get shit canned. And so it was definitely, I would say the first couple months of my new role were, were quite challenging, I think, because I was just, you know, on a very cliche level, I think I was quite burned out. I think about this a lot, how grateful I am for having time to reset a little and to process what feels like a trauma from losing part of your identity as a result of a layoff. It's a balance, of course, because you go too long without a job and you're battling self-doubt, but get a job too soon and, well, you might carry those unprocessed feelings with you. There was no resetting. It was just started like the timer was going and then it just kept going. Um, and I think that is – I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see how how challenging it must have been um, to sort of recalibrate while you're in the thick of it. I think a lot of recalibration involves A, self-awareness, but B, being able to look back and say, okay, I had this kind of like traumatic ending to a, a very long journey with one company, but you look back on it and you're like, okay, what was the good that came from it that I want to carry forward? And what was the negative that I recognize as like not being a fit for me and I don't ever want to, let's call it, let that happen or perpetuate X, Y, and Z or as a leader, like this is what I don't want to do going forward. That's what a recalibration is to me. You, you get to figure out a little bit more of like who you are, what worked, what didn't work and what is like what does the next step look like? And there was none of that for me. It was just sort of this like, this feeling of like, oh, damn, like I wasn't good enough for them anymore. And as much as I, it was probably like, it felt good to break up. It did not mean that it did not hurt a lot. And it really hurt a lot. And I took that hurt. And instead of having time to recalibrate and to to cool off and to like, find a little bit of myself outside of a company, I just powered into the next thing. Um, and that was, that was challenging. It really was. It was a very weird time in my life of feeling like I so desperately wanted to do a good job, but I so desperately didn't want to be there because I felt so bad. And I also didn't want to leave because I felt like I was, you know, going back on my word and I didn't want to let people down and also like didn't want to be judged, wanted to prove I could do the thing I was hired to do. It's like, it's a mind fuck, if you will. Um, yeah. And I have come out of that and I'm, I'm almost, I, am I grateful for it? Eh, I don't know. Could have done without it, but like, yeah. It's, it's, you know, you and I've talked about this, like you realize you can do hard things. And as a result of doing something really hard, whether it was harmful to me mentally or not, and I acknowledge that it was, I have come out of it. I have reset. I have new boundaries for myself. I have a new way that I approach work. She had a rough start, 
to a job she was really excited about. She just didn't have the headspace to approach work in the same way that she had in the past. And that's the thing about a layoff. One positive thing that can occur is that it forces you to reassess your relationship to work, your values, and the balance in your life. But Maggie, she just flew right into a new position and she didn't have that space. So she had to tough her way through it until it really reached a point of like survive or die. I don't believe that burnout is something to be celebrated. Um, And that's been a very powerful lesson for me because the first two or three months at my new job, I left having been laid off, burned out, started a company where like the candle was already burning from both ends, burned out, then gave it 500% and got to a place where I was like, this is just not livable. I was exhausted. And I was like, if I want to make this work, I'm going to have to do it on my terms, which doesn't mean you don't work as hard. It doesn't mean you don't have passion. I still have all of those things, but I now, you know, I block off time on my calendar in the morning. That is my sacred time with my son. And then between the hours of, you know, X and Y, that is the energy I put towards work. And then at the end of the day, I block off hours. That is sacred time with my husband and my child before he goes to bed. And I was never very good at doing that. And I realize now if if my growth, if my success is going to be attributed to me feeling like I'm losing my mind and I wake up feeling anxious or judged, that's not the place for me. But if I can be somewhere where my boundaries are respected, and as a result, my cup is more filled throughout the day to be able to give that passion to my team and the business that I'm working for during the day, that is what I will do. Work means a lot to me. It always will. It is not everything. And I sort of feel like being let go made me realize that who I am in my own home that is just like me raising a child and, you know, having a partner that I really care about and we're building this life together. Like that to me has been made so much, so much more relevant and important as a result of being told like your shelf life has kind of passed over here. Um, I am exceedingly grateful for that. And I actually think it it is what has helped me build boundaries in my new role now. That's why I call that like that sacred time. I think I would have gotten there anyway, but man, being told you're not important somewhere and like realizing you're important somewhere else is maybe like not a bad kick in the pants. Regardless of the experiences that you have with a company that you work for, whether they are 90% positive, 10% challenging, 50-50, 10 positive, 90, like the building is on fire, whatever. I will always be very grateful to businesses that introduce me to people that I know will be in my life forever that are not only like exceptional at what they do, but they are just good people that you want to be around because they bring something to your life. And so for that, like, I will always be thankful and grateful to any company that I work with, even if I feel like I got the short end of the stick towards the end of my journey. Um, I have been given a, a, a real gift and I certainly do not take that for granted. 
On this, I could not agree more. Maggie is one of the most talented creatives I've ever worked with. She's an inspiring and dedicated leader, a motivated manager. I honestly, I could go on for days about how much I learned from her and how lucky I feel like I am to have worked with her. And so when I got laid off just 15 minutes after her, I took one look around and knew instantly that I was in good company. And there was something very reassuring about that. So thank you, Maggie, for going first and for being there and sharing here. You are the real gift. As always, if you have a story to share, you can find me at layoffmepod.com.